Summertime in Good City was always a vibe until it wasn't. What was supposed to be just a summer vacation turned into a permanent residence for Sunday. Good City was the last place she wanted to return to, but she had been left with no choice. One weird encounter turns into something she never imagined. Sunday was blown away, but can't seem to let go of the wild biker who is fearless and demands respect from anyone. Uno is dangerous, brash, and chaotic, but somehow Sunday finds herself enamored by his overpowering presence. That is until reality sets in and she realized that getting involved with the burner boy is not only stressful, but treacherous as well. It's ride too, so hold on tight. Don't let go and prepare to go on a journey of a lifetime. Ride to. Okay, I want to be honest. I love the book and because I love Sheree Lewis. But these were two immature ass kids who really had no business being together. But let's get into it. So this is Uno's story. And, you know, Uno is younger than Yachty. And if you didn't listen to last week's episode, go listen to that episode and then come back. So we opened the book with them interrupting an infamous rider party where they're doing tricks, talking shit. And then they go to a warehouse and break into it, stealing the contents inside. Then they meet up with Pope, Esco, and Onyx to unload the boxes that they took. Um. And Popes gives gives them money and, you know, telling them what to do with it. They can spend a little, put some in their savings, and then they also have an emergency fund that they should have. You know, just be smart about it because even though they're doing illegal things, don't just blow the money and have nothing to show for it. So then we're introduced to Sunday, who is in a car with her mother. And it's just very tense, quiet, nobody saying anything. And then her mother just cuts into her. Like, I sent you there. Um, she was going to school in North Carolina. And her mother tells her, you know, she needs to look for another school back home because she's not going back there. And this is where she says, I sent you there with hopes that you would be responsible and obtain your degree. Yet you showed me that you're not capable of staying on course and maintaining some focus on the things that matter. Your time there was a waste. And as usual, I had to be the one to make things right. So Sunday is begging, but her mom shuts her down like, no, uh, you wasted time. I had to waste my money and you're not worthy of making good decisions. So Sunday is devastated by this news because she had been going to school in North Carolina for two years. So let's see. When you graduate, you're either 17 or 18. She had been going there for two years. So she's either 19 or 20. I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, it was the last semester that something horrible happened to her. And so with her mom having to come to her rescue, now she's telling her, like, I hope you enjoy going to that school because she was paying for it. So she's like, if I'm going to continue paying for your schooling, you're moving back home under my roof and you're going to a school here because I said so. So it's like, as soon as they get back to the house, um, she greets her stepfather, Jeff, who, you know, basically opens her, greets her with open arms, excuse me. And to me, he's the worst kind of man. He sees how unfair Sunday is treated by her mother, Aurora. 
and he doesn't say anything or he feels like he doesn't have the right to say anything and it's like he tells her on the side like you know i see but you know she's still your mother but you know i don't agree with the things that she's doing which is like a double-edged sword because um a lot of people when it comes to being a step parent it's just like you're basically just there don't say nothing to my child this nacho child so you can't say nothing to me um but Sunday, like, she looks at it like, so you agree with me and you see what she's doing, but instead of having my back, you just stand by and do nothing. So it's just like, what, what do your words mean if you're not going to do nothing to help? So she immediately calls her cousin, Alexa, and she's like, you know, come on, meet up with me so we can talk about it. And whatever happened in North Carolina her mama done already told the whole family, so everybody know her business. So Sunday is feeling a way about that because it's just like, why do you have to tell everybody my business? But her relationship with her mom has been this way from the very beginning. So I'm not understanding why she's surprised at how fucked up her mama is. So, but with her going to meet her cousin, she borrows Jeff's car and she has an encounter with somebody on a bike. So when she's getting out of her car, the person like whizzes past her. So she's yelling after them like, you fucking idiot, watch where you're going. And so she thinking she about to walk into the restaurant with no problem. Little do she know this person spins the block and pulls up on her and says, you know, what did you say? And so she's more calm. And he's like, you actually parking in a no parking zone. So no, sweetheart, actually, you're the one in the way. Of course, this is Uno, um, but, uh, you know, they just break up, not, well, not break up, I shouldn't say after that, but they, like, part ways on a bad note, because he walks up on her, like, you know, you better watch your mouth, I don't play that disrespectful shit, it's just like, yeah, y'all, y'all real young, real, real young, so, when she gets inside the restaurant, she's talking to Alexa, and Le Alexa tells her, you know, First, you need to move out and you need to get a job. And Sunday, her comeback is, but she pays for my school. Who wants student loan? But you're complaining about how unfair she is and how she treats you and you don't think it's right. And instead of like breaking ties from her to basically do what you got to do, you would rather sit there and suffer, but you also think somebody going to sit there and listen so you complain about suffering when you really don't have to? So anyway. Uh, oh, this is also like during this conversation, we find out that Sunday has a brother by the name of Samson who Aurora, like he's her favorite. She loves him. She treats him, gives him everything while treating Sunday like shit. And so Alexa tells her, you know, we ain't going to worry about that. We going, um, we going to the burnout. We going to have a good time. So at the burnout, of course, you got everybody doing tricks and Uno sees Sunday. So he walks up to her and the conversation goes much better this time. And he gets her on the back of his bike. And then after that, he tells her, you know, you stamp now. And she's like, what do you mean? He's like, you know, people have seen you on the back of my bike. So you are associated 
with the biker boys now. And this pisses her off because she's like, I don't have time for drama and I wasn't trying to do all that. And so he takes her out to eat back to that same diner. Well, not to that same diner. They go to a diner, excuse me. And they're having a conversation and the little thing between them is he calls her every day of the week but Sunday. So he's calling her everything but her name. And he sees the ops he jumps up and pulls his gun out and goes over to them which you know pisses her off and she gets up to leave because it's like you don't (coughs) excuse me like you don't have no regard for people around you and why would you just pull out a gun like that and his thing is you know I saw it, so I had I had to handle it right then and there, because basically ain't no hole in my blood. I wasn't scared, and it's just like, okay, but still, why you got to involve her in it? Which would be my thing. I'm like, how, now why am I in? This ain't got nothing to do with me. So she was good on him right then and there, because it's just like I can't be involved with your kind. So when she makes it home. Here's Aurora telling her, you know, I talked to one of the ladies at my church and she was telling me about her son and he's a nice church going young man. So you're going on a date with him. And she's like, you know, why would you do that? And she says, basically, you going to do what I tell you to do. So she takes this as the time to ask, why did you tell everybody my business pertaining to what happened in North Carolina? And all her mama says is because I wanted to. And she says, you think you can embarrass me and expect me to keep it a secret. But it's like, literally nobody knows what happened, but you two. So I'm like, how are you embarrassed? You just want to embarrass her and make her life a living hell. And so she's, and then she tells her, you know, I raised you to live as a Christian woman not to behave like one of those video girls, which literally makes no sense. And we ain't even going to get into it, especially with the way things are going nowadays in the way of sexy red and Sukiana and what people think that means. So anyway, of course she goes up to her room. She calls Alexa to vent again. And Alexa tells her, don't go on that date or sabotage it. Do it any way you can. But then Sunday is like, no, because then I would just give Aurora something or, you know, her mom, if these are her words, this would give her something else to be upset about. But it's just like, okay, Sunday, which one is it? That's why I said I enjoyed the book, but they just two immature ass people. So let's get to this date. So when she goes on a date with the guy, I believe, what is his name? Kiwan? Kiwan is nothing like the church-going man that her mother presented. And when she mentions this to him, he laughs and says, my mama lied because I go to church maybe once or twice a month. Um, And he's like, you know, I do my own thing. I got my own business and I'm just chill. So while she was dreading the date, it comes, you know, come to find out they both didn't want to be on this date. They both doing it as a favor to their mother. So it's just like, okay, let's go out and enjoy this one date and just say things didn't work out and it's all good. And so come to find out he's a part of the infamous 
bridal group and he takes her to like their clubhouse or whatever and as soon as they walk in uh one of the guys walk up and like you know what you doing with her she a traitor she was on uh back of one of them burner boy bikes so he looks at her like as if she's betrayed him in the worst way. It's like, nigga, I literally just met you maybe an hour or two ago. Cut it out. Because I forgot to mention, before they go to the club, uh, he took her to a restaurant. Um, well, actually, like, they pull up to the restaurant, but it's just like, well, do you actually want me to take you somewhere else? That's how they ended up at the club. Boom. I'm on point. And so she's like, she walks out of the club like, okay, no problem. I'm not going to do this shit with y'all. And so on the way home, she asks like, how are y'all rivals? And he says he doesn't know, but he just knows he's riding for his boys. And she tells him, you know, that sounds real stupid. So you beefing with somebody and you don't even know why you beefing. And he tells her, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what this life entails. Basically, shut the fuck up. So she's like, okay, no problem. So when he pulls up to her house, she's ready to jump out. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What you rushing for? It's like, did you? I hate people who do that. I am not a person who can get over something literally like 30 seconds after it happens. Because I'm like, was you not just there for the conversation y'all just had? And you told her basically to stop talking about it and to leave you alone about your game. So, yeah, I'm going to leave. But he's like, no, we need a do-over. So they exchange numbers. And once again, this is where I'm going back to how I feel it's childish. Because Sunday, why would you let him talk to you like that? And you still agree, like, to basically go out with him again. And that's kind of her relationship with Uno as well. Uno kind of talks to her crazy, putting her, quote-unquote, in check. And she liked that shit, so she went along. Um, so later in the night, she gets a call from an unknown number, and at first she didn't answer it, but then she picks up, and it's Uno telling her to come outside, and she's like, what? You don't even know where I live. Like, stop playing on my phone, and she hears a bike rev up, so she goes out looking out the window and see that fool outside, and she tells him, like, no, leave, so he's like, all right, I'm gonna wake up this whole goddamn neighborhood then. So she goes outside to keep him from doing that. And he basically tells her, you know, like things ended badly the last time, but she knows she really want to fuck with him. So that's what they're going to do. And they proceed to start hanging out, you know, going on dates, if you want to call it that. But she's also still messing with Kiwan, which it was one part where I believe they were going to the movies. And her he while we're going to the movies excuse me but what was it in the parking lot you got uno i think it was yadi and like a couple other people like from the game and you're like oh thank you for bringing my boot to me i'll take it from here and basically punks that nigga to leave and takes her like to the movies and i'm just like Man, but anyway so their relationship basically it is what it is but we're most more so focused on Sunday's relationship with her mom because at some point her mom she just keeps picking and picking and picking until they have a disagreement and Sunday leaves she's like you know I don't have to live in your house anymore I don't have to do this with you anymore I'm leaving 
So she moves in with Alexa for like a short amount of time until Uno tells her, no, are you coming to stay with me? And I'll take care of you. Like, I'll take care of your schooling and all that type of stuff. So she basically goes from one person taking care of her to another. And I kind of wish she would have spent some time on her own, but she didn't want to do that. That was her whole thing of being under her mother's thumb. So anyway, of course, Aurora being the type of parent that she is, she's going around calling everybody, talking about how Sunday disrespected her. And this is when Sunday gets a call from her brother at first. Um, and she's like, now you want to call me and you don't know what she did to me. So don't call me on that. And Sam, I believe he full of shit. He was like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Why do you always think the worst of me? Uh, maybe it's because I don't ever hear from you unless it's during the time that me and her have an argument. And he's another person who acknowledges that he knows that Aurora treats her shitty and he had the better upbringing. But what was he to do about it? And so, but he tells her, you know, I'll pay for your schooling. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so while she was staying with her, he's like, I'll take care of your schooling. Don't worry about it. She was kind of skeptical, like, you would really do that? And he's like, yeah, of course. Like, come on now, don't treat me like that. But if that's been your relationship this whole time, what do you expect me to believe? So, uh, what was it? Sassy tells Uno that his biological mother, like, reached out to her and she wants to meet him. And so at first he was kind of skeptical and he tells Sassy, like, you know, I love you and I I hope you don't think that me meeting with her, like, what am I trying to say? Like, she's not going to take your place in my life or something like that. Like, you still my mom because you're the one who raised me. And Sassy says, oh, baby, that's without a doubt. But I always knew one day it's a possibility that for you or Yachty, somebody would come and want to meet y'all. And so he's like, okay. And he meets with her and the conversation. She's a nice lady. She's just like, you know, unfortunately at that time in my life, I couldn't keep you. Um, but you know, I always thought about you and I think she's married now with two other kids. So she's like, you know, I would love to talk to you again. And he's like, Okay, cool. But then, like, when he left, he really didn't have any plans of meeting with her because he liked his life the way it was now. And so then he's going through it with Sunday, and he gets shot. And with him getting shot, this fool, and I hate to call him a fool, but it's just like he wasn't talking to anybody at that time when he got shot because he was like he didn't know who it was. He thought at one point... His his mama coming back into his life means she could have set him up. Then he accuses Sunday of setting him up. I think he even accused Yachty like having something to do with it. Like the boy was delirious. And come to find out, you know, when he finally got better, he had to go on an ass kissing tour and apologize to everybody. And Sunday popped up just to see how he was doing. And of course, he talk, even then he talked shit. I was just like, she should have left out that house, but love wins i guess basically so uh oh and in the end yeah this was before he got shot my bad so let me go back a little bit so 
with her mom. Her mom shows up to Alexa's house. Like, basically, she had kind of been camped out there waiting for Sunday to show back up because Sunday was going between Alexa's house and Uno's place. And she jumps out the car telling her, you know, come back home before I change my mind, basically. Like, you know, I'm the only one that can look after you. So she was, like, depending on abusing Sunday in some way. And when she no longer had that access, she was calling her, and then she had popped up, like, come home now. Like, and it's like, no, I don't want that relationship with you. I'm not doing this with you. Um, And so they had got into an altercation because Sunday... She was trying to walk away, but Aurora, like, she just wouldn't do it. She was so dependent on having that relationship of talking shit to her. She kind of didn't know what to do with herself. And come to find out, like, when it all came out in the open, the reason why Aurora, damn, why did that become so hard to say all of a sudden, had uh, treated Sunday the way she did is because Sunday's father, before he died, Sunday was what do you say? Daddy's babies, mama's boys. That's how it was. And so, but Aurora is jealous of her own daughter and the fact that her husband loved her basically. And she was jealous of her daughter. So that's why their relationship was terrible the way it was. So any, and she ends up cutting her off. Cause it's like, <coughs> excuse me. I can't do this with you. And I'm not going to, because I don't have to have this type of, negativity and toxicity in my life and I'm not going to so peace out so Sunday is brought into the fold of the bikers clubs family and Sassy tells her you know I'll look out for you the same way I look out for Liberty and you know you're a part of our family now so that is the end of this book my beautiful people and I will see you back in the next episode which is also Sheree Lewis, which is also a part of the Burner Boys series. And this is Esco's story. Peace and blessings, my beautiful people.